Here, Cosmo Babies. On this week's episode, we have a very special guest with us, Allison Everich, owner and stylist at Ginger Vine Salon in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm your host, Annie MacArthur, and I have my co-host with me today, Aaron Gray, and we are going to jump right into it. Thank you so much for joining us, Allison. We are very excited to have you on the podcast today. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thank y'all so much. I love that there's like this Louisiana connection because I grew up in East Texas. And so mm-hmm. immediately, like when we met Allison, I was like, okay, I know what you're about. Let's make some hush puppies. Like I'm there for it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I would yep. love to get to know Allison a little bit. I would, I know Allison a little bit. So I want our listeners to get to know Allison a little bit too. Aaron and I were lucky enough to have Allison and your entire team come with us on a hair venture to London recently. So that is how we got to know you. But for all of our listeners, Allison, I'd love to give a little bit of your background and how your journey in the beauty industry started. All right. So I have wanted to be a hairdresser my entire life. We didn't have a whole lot of money growing up, but we always had the best hairdressers. So I'm an 80s girl and my hair was always huge. And I didn't really look like everybody else. I was tall, this fuzzy hair, and my hairdressers made me feel so amazing. And I wanted to do that for other people as well. So I went to hair school when I was 21, and I've been a hairdresser. This is my 30th year, and I've been a salon owner for 26 years. Wow. That's amazing. So you really jumped into salon ownership like pretty quickly after getting out of school. I did. I think what I did for myself was I bought myself a job and I really didn't think (laughs) that it was going to be so hard and so much work, but Mm -hmm. it's really paid. It's it's really done well for us. I think there's a lot of that going around too. I'm going to be a salon owner and I'm going to buy myself a job, but it seems like you've like really figured it out, like ownership because you Uh, have an incredible team. We do have a very, we have an incredible team. It's still a work in progress. I'm never going to give up. I always want to do more. I think that's like the true testament of an amazing salon owner is I'm not ever going to give up on this team. You yourself keep growing and learning as not only a stylist, but as an owner as well. Absolutely. It's never ending. And I'm all about education for the business part and for the stylist. I love that. Scream it louder in the back for the people. Not every salon owner, I think, feels that way, which is something that stood out to me getting to know you is that this is someone who is very much here for her team and for her salon, which in turn means that you're there for your community as well, which is so important. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So I'd like to jump in and talk about a little bit about the leadership style that you have, because again, you just brought your entire salon staff on a trip to London to emerge in culture and education and like the professional hair industry. And what kind of sparked that? I don't think every salon owner initially thinks I'm just going to bring my whole team on this like international destination. Our industry is moving so fast and I do believe in education. And my girls, a couple of them had never even flown before when they started working for me. And so like we talk and I really try to get to know them and where they want to go with their careers, whether they want to be moms that have flexibility to take care of their kids or if we can make connections for them to do whatever they want, I want them to know that is available and out there. And so I saw that y'all went to Tokyo, I guess in <laughs> last, like in March. Yeah. And so it sparked an interest and I thought about it for a month and I couldn't make it go away. And so mm-hmm. I sat down and I made a plan because we, I save money every year 
for education. Last mm-hmm. year we went to Chicago and I said, I might not, I may not be able to top it, but let's just see. So then I saw y'all were going to London and I sat down and I made a plan and I told my husband, Hey, come sit down and talk with me. Well, he sits on the couch. I'm like, no, over here by the computer. The table with pen and paper. <laughs> That's right. And so I showed him, yeah, I showed him the plan. I just let him know that this really could change their lives. Mm-hmm. And why not invest in them so they know what is available out there? So we came up with a plan and the salon paid for most of it. And then everybody had to pitch in for their part. Mm-hmm. So what we did in order to help them do that, we set some goals and they all met their goals. And every time they met a goal, I pitched in a little bit more for them. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they work so hard and they're so talented. And our customers yeah. support us in our journey too. Mm-hmm. So that was really great too. Mm-hmm. I know. I just, I couldn't believe, I don't know how awesome this team was. Like each person was so individually unique, which is something I personally love about the industry. And they just like, oh my God, they just brought so much joy like to the trip. Like they these girls the just too. made me laugh so yeah. hard all the time. <laughs> Well, what I found so interesting, Allison, is that you have so many years in the industry. And I think a lot of people, after owning a salon for almost 30 years, they have, oh, here's my core group of people. And they've been with me for 15 years. And you do have a stylist with you who has, who's been there. But the majority of your team is very young and mm-hmm. very like green and fresh out of school. And so I thought that was really interesting. And my question to you would be like, why do you do that? What has really sparked that interest in building young talent? Yeah. Let's see. (laughs) So if I have a younger staff, then it keeps me young too. And I want to, and I want to be a bridge, not a divide for the young ones. As I, the young ones, I say, they have so much to offer. And I think a lot of times salon owners don't like it's, they don't ask their opinions and they are so much fun to go to work with every single day. Yeah, um, it's to me. Also, not everybody can afford to go to school for four years or five years, or have the want to or the means. Yeah, I want, and I've been trying to figure it out. I want these girls to be able to get however long one year of education and be able to make money the first year they're out of school, and not to have five jobs. Um, and for them to do whatever they want without maybe having to have somebody help them, so they can be independent. Yeah. And so I just, with COVID, and then we also had two hurricanes down here the same year in 2020. And so I really just had time to talk to them and see what they wanted. And I said, let's just try it. And so we have worked on building them since they started. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're, they're two years out of school and they're probably 80% booked. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? I mean, can you imagine like having left school and having a place like Ginger Vine to call home, have an owner? It's who what I wanted. To you. I, it's exactly what I wanted. That mm-hmm. you were looking for. Yeah. And it just didn't, it didn't exist in that moment. This was a hundred years ago. Not a hundred. <laughs> I'm a hundred. But this was a hot minute ago. And I think that, I think that pandemic really changed how a lot of us are looking at the industry and then mm-hmm. also like kids going to school through pandemic. I know that some of your team did. And so like a lot of it was virtual. And I think that's so hard, especially in this industry. But I also love that your daughter is at yeah. your salon now. Yeah. So you were like taking this next generation and it's really 
like the dynamic is so cool to watch and Mm -hmm. see. Do you think that a part of like bringing on a younger staff was like, had anything to do with Anya? Absolutely. Because like, she knows these girls went to school with them. And, and I knew that I could handle and afford to have three new people at once. And so that's why we started there. And now that we are, we're that booked. So Julie, our cute little front desk gal, so she's going to move right on in and start training too. I love that. Amazing. And then you'll just fill, you'll fill Julie's spot at the front. Yep. Hopefully with the cosmetologist. I was going to say, do you think it'll be with somebody who's like in school currently? That's the dream. Got to work in a salon front desk in cosmetology school and then move right into a chair. I yeah, this is what fantasies are made of. Yes. But I think it is so fun to see. This is real. This is a real this is a real place. This is yep. a real place that you could go work. Yep. But these salons exist because I think that I think our industry is a little bit jaded sometimes. And especially for like new stylists. And they're like, well, like this is all that's out there. And so I'm just gonna take this job and I'm just gonna sweep hair for two years and mm-hmm. maybe one day I'll get to I'll get to touch a head of hair and do some cutting. There are places that are giving you education and that care. Because that's like the one thing I really got from you, Allison, was that you care about these kids. And I call them kids, they're adults, but babies. (laughs) And I will say Anya is so good at helping, like for me to see what their needs are. And she's so great at helping. They're all such, like you said, individual team members. We really, it takes all of us to do what we do. Yeah. And it makes it different when you have a team that is is really determined to have a core success and not individual successes. That makes the world of difference. Absolutely. And we really work on that within our culture. We talk about all those things. We have huddles every morning. We do talk about work, but what's going on in their lives? We Mm -hmm. really truly care. Something I want to touch on was something you said earlier, because it it hit me on a deep place. And I think, Aaron, we've actually recently had a conversation about this, but you had said that you want to be a bridge. And mm-hmm. I legit almost cried <laughs> because I'm an emotional person and that's just who I am. <laughs> I'm going to own it. But it was a conversation that Aaron and I had because I feel like I've been on a huge personal journey of growth in my communication and development with my skills as a mentor and a manager and someone who is just available in the industry with hair nerds and with our per- our personal education with Scissor and Moth and Co- Dear Cosmo Babies and everything else. But it was what I told Aaron. I was like, I want to be a bridge. What does being a bridge mean to you? So like I encountered... People that I looked up to, there were had been in the industry a lot longer than me when I got out of school, and they really didn't want to help. And I really desired that. I needed some help, and I really wanted it. But they were so they didn't want to share their information, and they didn't. They were very protective of that. Mm-hmm. And I have learned all this great stuff. Why not share it with anybody who needs it? Maybe somebody won't have to. I shouldn't maybe say the word suffer, but you know, <laughs> there was lots of crying in my life trying to get my career yeah. going. Yeah. And if, if I can help somebody not to have those, some of those weird feelings, I want to do that. And so like, I really do talk to my team. What do y'all want? What do you desire? What are we going to work on this year? And then they may not get everything, but mm-hmm. we make a plan and we try to figure right. it out. What are we going to work on? Is it going to be balayage? It's going to be men's hair cutting. And so we just, whatever they desire, we try to figure it out. But I also love, love that. that you take the, what do you want? And you couple it with, here's the plan of action. Here's how I'm going. I'm going to help you, 
but you're going to execute because you really are giving them the tools, God, the tools for life, but the tools to make their dreams come true. Yeah. But it still be them making it come true. You you didn't just hand it to them. I love mm-hmm. that you didn't just write a check for them to go to London that you, here's how we're going to get there. Here's how yeah. we're going to meet these goals. And that gives them that motivation. But what a sense of pride you get to have when you execute that kind of on your own yeah. with, with the safety net of Mama Allison there to help push you along and make sure you don't fall. But I think that that's so incredible. It is. Mm-hmm. Because I do think them going on this trip, now they can see, they can save money. They can, they can buy a car if they, or whatever. Or a down payment for a house. That's exactly Mm -hmm. right. And Mm -hmm. so that trip on a smaller scale showed them, like it taught those life skills to them. And I didn't expect that out of that trip. When I got home, I was like, man, that was amazing. I'm just, I'm really happy you enjoyed it. Because I know Aaron and I, we did an Instagram live recently talking about other trips and stuff. And it's like the feedback that we've been getting a lot is that it really is so life-changing. And that is 100% the reason that we are doing these is because of the life-changing experiences that they bring to people. But again, on a smaller scale, just the holding them accountable and setting goals and having them reach those things, that's a life-changing thing also on the way to this other thing. And so I think it's so great that, again, you're teaching them these life skills in general and the goals are incredible, whatever it is. Allison's Adulting 101. Yeah. Like I would like to enroll as well. (laughs) I think that it's great. Has that always been your management style is like, here, I'm going to hold your hand, but also you're going to do this on your own and we're going to grow. Or is that something that you've picked up over your years in the industry? Like I said, at first I was just, treading water, trying to Mm -hmm. uh, figure out the decision that I had made. And then it's just developed over time. It's always what I wanted. I just maybe didn't quite know how to get there. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really taken lots of self-reflection and lots of classes to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of classes, you like, Mm -hmm. you have a salon coach, you have like you, you seek guidance yourself which I think is such a great role model for, hey, like when you're unsure about something, go to these people. What has your experience been like as you've worked with strategies and bringing in educators to your salon and those types of things? I was really lucky when I got out of school. I worked for the salon. The school owner owned a salon and I worked in her salon. And so she really preached advanced education. And so we did as much as we could have, even if it was small, like we did Mm -hmm. stuff like our local distributors. And then she paid for stuff for us to go to big brand things. I think I learned the Jennifer Aniston haircut whenever it first came out. And I made a fortune on that. (laughs) Yes. And we've always done that. But, but since this team has just been the best so far is they're open to education. And I think that's so important because I've had people decide that they didn't want to do any more education. No, I, no matter how old I am, I want right. to do so. Mm-hmm. so like we've just, we talked about like they wanted to do balayages better. So we've done a couple of master balayage classes, haircutting. We brought in Sally Rogers because she's like the best yeah. and she <laughs> could speak to them and I needed them to learn fast. So we brought her in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I do work with strategies as for my salon coaching. And if I have a question, they are quick to, they are, they know somebody that can help me. And okay. you have to use your resources in life. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Because mm-hmm. you, I like, I was telling Aaron, I was like, oh my God, Allison travels like we do. Because as soon as you got back from London, you were gone again the next weekend at a strategies summit seminar. Yeah. And like, I've not always been able to do that. It's just now that my kids are grown and right. mm-hmm. like <laughs> have any other hobbies, I'd love to learn about my business. So I was like, let's go yeah. to Connecticut. <laughs> yes. I know. It looked really fun. I was like, oh my gosh, she's traveling. <laughs> like it, I never see people travel like we do and I'm here for it. <laughs> so switching gears just a tiny bit because I love your team so much, but like Charles, Louisiana is, it's a small town and it's in a very particular area for people who are like graduating soon. What kind of, what kind of advice would you give to them to maybe find a salon that is going to be a good fit or that is similar to yours, that is really Mm -hmm. very like education-based and like growth-based and like, what should they be looking out for? So I always tell the girls that I say girls, my young people that come in right out of school and they interview and I tell them to go to every salon in town that'll talk to them because Mm -hmm. they need to find people that align with their values. Mm -hmm. And so there's a place for everyone, but you really have to go and seek them out and talk to them and ask them questions. Mm -hmm. And I always, and I tell them, even if we're not the right fit, I want to help you. And so like we, even whenever we do advanced education at the salon, I invite everyone. It's not just for us. You know, don't just stick to the first salon you went to visit, ask lots of questions and who aligns with what you seek out in your life. I always say you are going in and you're doing the interview of the salon. Because it's not you trying to look at me. You want me. There is that aspect to it. But I think it's you need to interview that salon. Yes, absolutely. I personally, when I interview people, I always, I will ask them questions that are directed more towards what are you looking for? What do you need? What kind of support are you interested Mm -hmm. in? Those kind of things, because that way it, it, I feel makes them a little more comfortable to be like, okay, tell, I can tell you what I actually am looking for instead of being like, no, I'm great. You want me to work here? Pick me. Yeah, that's exactly right. I just, I love that there are salons who are also spreading that message because it's important. Not a lot of salons act like that. And that's where people get caught up in bad salon situations. When you are looking to add someone new, what like what qualities are you looking for in a new stylist or like someone who's graduating beauty school? Like Julie, mm-hmm. Julie finished up school working at the salon. So what what are you looking for? What's the razzle dazzle to get into a space like yours? So I would say like they have to have that desire to learn. If they come in and they don't have that that I don't know that want, it's just not going to work out with us because we're, we do, we're heavy on time with education. I don't so know. are you looking for students who took a lot of education during school, who like sought out extra education, or it's just like a feeling that you get from them? Most of the time, it's a feeling that I get from okay. them. It's like a vibe, okay. but if, yeah. And, but if they have to really try to seek out extra education, that kind of makes me feel good about it. And we just have a conversation and I can pretty much a lot of times pick up on if they're going to align with our values Mm -hmm. um, because we are a team-based company and a lot of people don't really love a team. We're all about a team and integrity and innovation. We want to really keep going. I love that there are salons out there that are very dedicated in their understanding of this is our team. You're a part of the team and we're focusing on that because I feel like 
over the years, I know Aaron and I have had these conversations of where we see such this divide happening of independence and the difference in the way commission is happening and stuff like that. So it's like really nice to see this like really grounded team focused is still occurring in our industry because it felt, I know that when I was looking for a salon and this was over a decade ago, like it was really hard to find those places that were very heavily team focused. Like it's a team win, not an individual win. And there wasn't a lot out there like that. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think we're missing out. We can't do everything by ourselves. We need, it takes a village to help each other out. I think so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think in that same vein too, my question would be what, what advice would you give to someone who's about to graduate to really prepare for that transition between school and salon. Yeah. Those are, those are very different worlds. And you've had a lot of girls recently make that transition. What, what helps ease those heartaches and burdens? Like for us, like we have them come in and just hang out with us and they shadow and we get to know, we get to know them a little bit and if they're comfortable with us. And so we don't throw them in right away. We really try to spend some time with them Yeah, because we want it to be easy for them all of us, because we are a tight knit group. Sometimes that can be a little bit intimidating, I think. Mm -hmm. And we don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. So we just spend a lot of time with them before we really put them to work. We try really hard to make sure they are clear of what their expectations are and what they're going to see once they start too. And I think that helps tremendously. All the communication we can do is is better. Oh, absolutely. At least when you know what is expected of you, you're able to reach those goals. And I think that's really in line with your goal setting. This is the, this is how we expect you to act. Mm-hmm. I will say, let me just say that I said probably a hundred times how lovely your salon team was in London. I think that they were so welcoming. I yeah. think that they had the best manners. I yeah. think that they were kind and polite and just very friendly and respectful because we went to some pretty, we went to some pretty major stuff and to take brand new hairdressers to like the grand opening of house of Sassoon or like we did some wild stuff. And so I think they are such an incredible group and I think culture comes from the top and definitely instilled that in them because you see it in everybody in this team. They are incredible. So full star for Allison Everidge. Yes. Born owner of the world. You've done an incredible, they're wonderful people, but you have something really special, Allison. Mm -hmm. You have something very special with your team. Yeah. And I I think that comes with you. Question for you, because of, again, the younger stylists that you have, what kind of challenges are you seeing them face today that you maybe didn't see 10 years ago? In my opinion, social media makes it so much harder for them than ever. They're almost set up to feel that they cannot make a mistake. And like mistakes are okay because that's how you learn. Yeah. But I feel like the pressure from social media that they have to be perfect is really hard because that's what I think their clients are expecting is perfection. Whenever they first started, I would really pay attention and try to help them if somebody was giving them a hard time or whatever. And now they've learned to have confidence and to figure it out themselves. And I just think social media, it's great to build their clientele, but it's so hard for them. And I feel their communication skills are maybe not as, I don't know the word I'm looking for, maybe not as developed. 
Thank you. I love that. Yes. As it should be. And I think like us having conversations and talking and having our huddles and our meetings, mm-hmm. I think that really helps them to be able to communicate like mm-hmm. what they're thinking and what they're feeling too. Do you give them any tips for their, for dealing with stuff of, with social media? Like how do you navigate that world with them? I tell them that it's yesterday. It's not right now. And they argue with me. No, it's right now. You know, <laughs> and I do, I just tell them that life is not perfect and don't expect that of yourself because it's right. really our journey. If, if you think that's real life, but I do talk to them about it. Sometimes I think I'm a little crazy because I'm old, but I still tell them. I think that's so real. And I think like now you go to school and you see these people with a hundred thousand Instagram followers and they're hair influencers and they aren't maybe necessarily doing hair behind the chair. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so many, I think there's so many social pressures. And then there's the pressure to post every client that you do and for it yeah. to look like Photoshop. And clients are bringing you in pictures of Kardashians and wigs and telling you like, I want this transformation in two hours. Mm-hmm. Like this is a very different industry than it was five years ago, than it was 10 years ago, and certainly than it was 20 years ago. And I think that these, I think these kids have it I think they really have it so much harder because everybody's a keyboard warrior and they are so quick to call you out and talk about how you charge them for whatever. And you don't think it's fair and you want something for free. And it's really easy to do that now. And so they're combating learning (laughs) and the trolls. Yeah. And we just, we really communicated our salon. And if I see some of that going on, we talk about it because Mm -hmm. you can't let it fester. It's not good for you. I love how like deeply entwined you are into not just their careers, but like their mental health. I think now, and we know so much more now about mental health than ever. And it's so important. Yeah. It makes a difference. It's not the same world of leave it at the door that we used to live in. No crying in the salon. And yeah. Yeah. Which I think a lot of us probably experienced in the (laughs) beginnings of our careers, but (laughs) Yeah. We compartmentalize now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that all of those things are so awesome. I wonder what do you see five years from now for Ginger Vine and for your team? Do you see just growing this team? Do you see continuing to add on? What are you guys, what are your plans for the future? We're gonna see how how their lives go. Well, I think that's gonna we're, that's gonna help us to really set our goals for the next five years. Like next year, like I said, we're gonna Julie's gonna become a hairdresser and I really grow one of them at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when she gets booked up, we'll add another person and then we'll just see how it goes. I, I have always really wanted to have a salon with the best people to work there. I don't want to just have a running them through. That's not what right. I want. Yeah. So I'm really, am here to help them do whatever they want in their life. So do you have any, like, do you have any final thoughts on just inspiring those young hairdressers who, who are feeling a little lost and don't have you. Like, what would you say to someone who does not have you being like, come here, come here with me. It's all going to work out because it is really scary out there. Yeah. Yeah. I I read, I noticed during the pandemic, the only books that I bought were self-help books and I only read half of them, like (laughs) never finished. Really try to seek out somebody to support them and to really educate themselves, read books. And there's not always a lot of time, but just a little bit. Because there are people out there that want to help you and stay away from the people who are not nice. Create yeah. a safe space for yourself. It's really the best advice you could give, honestly. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. If you see the red flags, run the other way. So, run the other way. <laughs> I'm just trying to nice people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that really is such like a great place to like, there are people out there that are willing to support you, are willing to mentor you, are willing to help you and to grow you and to actually give you the information without gatekeeping. And honestly, that's what we're all about here with Dear Cosmo Babies is pushing the gatekeepers aside and actually giving real information. So anyone listening, take this advice because it is honest and true. And also maybe move to Charles, Louisiana. <laughs> that would be my move. If I were like getting out of cosmetology right now, I'd be like, I'm packing my bags. I know. And I know. I remember talking to Aaron when I was getting ready to graduate and be like, should I move? There's this salon yeah. out of state. Like yeah. we literally talked about out of state salons and like yeah. how to transfer my license because. And then you went and visited them and did, did like mentorship days with them. And and I think that was so important. And I love Allison that you brought up going and making sure that it's a good fit because Annie went to Vegas and it was, it was not a good, it was fit. not a good it fit, not a good salon, yeah. but imagine if she had done all the interviews and then moved and then you're stuck somewhere. And that's what I do not want for anybody is to be stuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you feel hopeless. You have no options. Yeah. And you're just like, I guess this is what it is. And that's, I think, when we lose people in the industry yeah. is when it feels hopeless and it feels like there's no room for growth. And it's, I don't want to do this. I should have gone to nursing school. I should have done like whatever it is that your parents said you should have been doing. And I think that's really sad. I think for me, my goal is always that we retain these hairdressers. Those mm -hmm. first five years are really tough. They are yeah. really tough. But if you can find people and salons like Ginger Vine to help grow you, gosh, what a leg up. Yes. I am so appreciative, Allison, that you took the time to join us today. And for everyone listening to Dear Cosmo Babies, make sure that you stream all episodes everywhere that you stream podcasts and leave comments. Let us know what you want to hear in the future. But Allison, where can people find you on social and if they want to get to know you and your salon more? So we are on Instagram at Ginger Vine Salon. And my Instagram handle is at Allison E at GV Salon. Awesome. And follow all of the stylists at Ginger Vine. They are amazing people. We are willing to help anybody if they have any questions, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Slide mm -hmm. into the DMs. <laughs> thank you again. And thank you for everyone listening. And we will catch you on next week's episode of Dear Cosmo Babies. Bye. Bye.